In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we indeed thank you for the opportunity to come and hear from the word of God. We know that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And, Father, I pray that you will allow us to focus this morning. That we won't allow the enemy or the air or lack of it to distract our minds and our hearts and our spirits from receiving in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you will step up as I step back. And I thank you for the anointing of God that breaks every yoke. And I thank you for simplicity. I thank you for clarity. I thank you for revelation. And I thank you, Father, for inspiration as we hear from your word. And we give you thanks in advance for what your word is going to do in our lives so that we can produce fruit and walk in unlimited asking status in our lives. In Jesus' name, and if you believe that prayer, say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. Today I'm starting a three-week mini-series called Jumbo Faith. Everybody say Jumbo Faith. And our theme this year is a year of moving forward. And in order for you and I to move forward, we must know how to use our faith. And I believe faith is one of the most important areas of a believer's life. But I also believe that it's one of the most least understood and therefore practice areas in a believer's life. And so my goal in this series is to introduce to some and then renew for others the principles of faith that can literally change your life. And so if you're taking notes, I want you to write down today's topic, and that is how faith works. How faith works. And I want you to find Matthew chapter 17, verses 20, and then Mark chapter 10, verses 46. That was Matthew chapter 17, verses 20. And then Mark chapter 10, verse 46. And I believe that what I'm going to teach you this morning, you will never have to hear what faith is and how it works the rest of your life. That's how concise and precise I'm going to teach you this morning. Now, I'm not saying you can't learn more, you can't grow more. I'm saying that if you can grab this lesson right here today, your faith can work for the rest of your life and you will know it's working. Can you say amen to that? All right. So, if you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 17. And here's, I have four points today. Here's the first point that I want to give you. What faith can do. What faith can do. And here's the, here's the answer to that question. Faith can make the impossible possible. Faith can make the impossible possible. Say this with me. Say faith can make the impossible possible. Now in Matthew 17 verse 20, we're going to see faith make the impossible possible. It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith, watch this now, as a grain of what class? Of a grain of mustard seed, you shall what? Say unto this mountain, 
Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, read it with me, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Let's say that again. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now notice he said, if you can just have faith as the grain of a what? Of a mustard seed. Now, let me explain something. Someone give me a pen. Someone give me a pen. Uh, can everyone here in the building see this big screen? Can you see the screen? Okay. Now, uh, can you see this, this, this speaker over here to my right? Can you see that? Now, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm putting a, a dot on this piece of paper. Can anybody see the dot that I put on this piece of paper? Huh? No. And that's the size of a mustard seed. So he said, if you can just have the faith of a dot that's so small that you can't see it from your seat. He said, if you can have that kind of faith, nothing shall be impossible with you. I don't have to have faith the size of that screen. I don't have to faith the size of that speaker. I don't have to have the faith the size of this stage. All I need is just enough. And he says, it'll be impossible. All things will be possible to me. Amen. Now go to Mark chapter 10. Go to Mark chapter 10. Mark 10. Remember, what faith can do? What can it do? Faith can make the impossible possible. Now here's another story, and I'm just setting the stage of where I'm going. It says in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, talking about Jesus, and a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway, and he sat begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still, because when you talk to Jesus, he hears you. And he stood still and commanded him to be called. He said, bring him to me. And they called the man, the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He called it thee. And he casted away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. I imagine he had somebody who was walking him to Jesus. Because he was blind. Look in verse 51. And Jesus answered him and said, What will you have that I should do unto you? Now my, 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 you know, my, my logic thinking says, Why would Jesus ask a blind man... What he wanted him to do. Well, I, I can understand that because everybody who has a need doesn't always ask for what they need. I mean, this man's response could be, can you give me $10? I need a sandwich from Subway. I saw a lady yesterday who was on the side of the highway and uh, she was crippled. And she had, you know, a problem. And I gave her something. But guess what? He could have just said, I want some money. But look at what he says. He says, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Read it with me. Thy faith has made thee whole. And what? Come on, class. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now notice it says here that this man's Faith is what made him whole. So what I'm saying to you today is that 
The faith of God that's on the inside of you has the ability to make all things possible to you. Amen. So let me go to point number two. Here's point number two. What is faith? What is faith? Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. When you get done today, if you don't understand what faith is, how to use faith, what the difference is, if you don't know that, you need to buy the CD and play it over and over and over and over. What is faith? Hebrews 11, look at verse 1. It says, now faith is the what class? Substance of things hoped for, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, I'm going to break this particular verse down because I need you to understand the biblical definition of what faith is. He says, now faith is the substance. Now, the word faith, here's what faith is. Here's what the definition of faith means. Faith is the conviction and confidence of the truth. Everybody say the conviction and confidence of the truth. Now, you say, well, pastor, what does that mean? You can have a conviction about something, but not have confidence in it. I can have a conviction that I need to go back to school, but may not have the confidence that I can pass the classes. Are you with me? In other words, faith has a dual combination. It's not only just a conviction, which most people only use. It's also now a confidence, watch this, of the truth. So faith is the conviction and confidence of the truth. In other words, when you read God's word, and just write down John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So when the Bible says that faith is the conviction and confidence of the truth, he's saying you must have a conviction and the confidence that God's word is true. So guess what? When I have a conviction of that, then when I read something in God's word and I get a conviction about it, then guess what? I I, I can't stay at the conviction stage. I have to move now in the confidence stage knowing that whatever God has asked me to do, he's going to do his part. Amen. Now, he says faith is the substance. The word substance means foundation or support. Faith is the support. In other words, another word for the word support is the word foundation. So faith is the foundation. What's another word for foundation? The beginning. What's another word for the beginning? Start. Faith is the starting point of what I hope for. Did you hear that? Faith is the starting point, the substance... The support, the foundation of what I hope for. Watch this. The word hope means expectation. So he's saying faith is a conviction and a confidence in the truth. Watch this now. And it's the foundation or the starting point of what I should expect. So guess what? My expectation should not start with what I don't have. My expectation should start with what the word says I should have. Did you all get that? See, many people's expectation derives from their lack. But I'm saying your expectation should come from what God has already said you should have. Okay, y'all will get that in a minute. All right. So... The word hope means expectation. Watch this. The word evidence just means proof. 
He's saying faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the proof of what is not seen. Now, the word seen means to see with the physical eye. Now, I'm going to put all this together. This is what it says. Now, faith, which is the conviction and confidence in the word, is the substance, the foundation and support and starting point of the things I have expectation for. And it's the evidence or proof of things that I cannot see with my physical eye. So my faith now has opportunity to work when I can't see what I need with my eyes. But see, many of us, we want to see it first. But that's not, you don't need faith if you can see it. Because faith is the substance of things not, not, you know, you can't see. He says, it's the evidence. My faith is the evidence that what I can't see is seen. Now watch this. Here's the next point. Remember that I just told you what faith was. Faith is the confidence and conviction of the truth. So watch this now. What is faith for? Three things faith is for. Here's number one. Faith is for pleasing God. Now go to Hebrews. We're in Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Go to chapter 11. Look in verse 6. If you're there, say I'm there. Hebrews 11, 6. They're going to throw it up on the screen. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to what class? Please him or please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he's saying that it is impossible for us to please God without what? In other words, he's saying, it's imp- and the word please, if you want to write it down, the, the word please means to gratify completely. He's saying it's impossible to gratify God completely without having full conviction and confidence in his word. See, we're trying to please God with how we live when he really wants us to please him based on our convictions and based on our confidence in his word. Now watch this. Every believer, you could just write this down, Romans 12, 3, every believer has been given faith upon their belief and acceptance of Jesus Christ. So if you're sitting here today wondering, well, do I have faith to be able to do this? He has put it inside of you, and the Bible says in Romans 12, 3, I'm going to read the letter in. It says, according as God has dealt to every man, watch this now, the measure of faith. So even if the measure is still the size of a mustard seed, it's inside of you, and he's given it to everybody. So now it's up to me to utilize the mustard seed that he's given me and every seed is designed to grow. Well, how do you grow a seed? You have to plant it first. Then what do you have to do? You have to water it. And see, many of us, our faith is not watered. Well, how do you water your faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by So guess what? The reason your faith is still small and the reason why you have half of the equation where you have a conviction but you don't have the confidence is because you're not hearing the word enough to have the confidence you need to believe the truth of what God said he said in his word. Amen. So faith is for pleasing God. Here's number two. Faith is for possessing God's promises. Now Hebrews chapter 6. Go to Hebrews 6. And we're going to look at verse 12. Hebrews 6, verse 12. 
God's word, watch this now, there are three things that faith is for. It's for pleasing God, here's number one. Number two is for possessing God's promises. Hebrews 6.12 says that you be not slowful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the what? The promises. He says, you know what? You have to inherit the promises. You have to now get the promises, but it's going to take faith and patience. Now, Hebrews 11, 11, I'm just going to read that one. It says, through faith also, Sarah herself received strength. Through faith, she received strength. Through conviction and confidence, she received strength. Watch this. To conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Watch this. Because she judged him, God, faithful who had promised. See, you got to learn how to judge God. The Bible says she judged him faithful who had promised. And many of us don't judge God faithful. And that's why we, uh, we are on a spiritual slip and slide. Y'all remember the slip and slide growing up? You know, when you, 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 know, you were too poor to have a swimming pool. So, you know, uh, mama bought you a slip and slide. And just connect that hose on that plastic and you just start sliding. Well, some of us, spiritually, our faith is sliding because we have not judged God faithful. And when you don't judge God faithful who has promised, what you will do is try to conjure up the promise yourself. Oh, don't think it's not a surprise that all these single websites are out there so you can find yourself a woman. Well, how did people back in the day find God's mate for their life? Wasn't no website back then. Why do you have to help God with his promise that he made you? He's asking you just to have conviction and have confidence. I'm going to work this thing together for you. So you need God, you need faith to possess the promises of God. Here's number three. You need faith to practice the word of God. Now go to Hebrews again, chapter 11, look in verse 8. Hebrews 11, 8, it says, by faith, watch this now, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, what's the next cl- word, class? He what? He obeyed. Now, I'm going to start over and read that again. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into another place, he obeyed. He went out not knowing where he was going. So you need God's, you need faith to obey God. And I'm going to tell you something. There are going to be times God may tell you to do something that may not logically make sense. And if you have a conviction that it's God, but you don't have confidence that it's going to work, you're still spiritually stuck in neutral. So here's the big question. How does faith work? How many would like to know? Now, I'm going to tell you what I'm, I see, I know what I'm talking about on this one. Because, see, it takes faith to obey God. It takes faith to obey. You know, it takes faith for, for you to step out and, and God is, 
for some reason, I'm talking to somebody right now, you just don't even feel comfortable on your job no more. For some reason, you don't. But you know what? You're just overriding that uncomfortableness and you're still going on to work when God is really just trying to get your attention so he can start moving you another, in another direction. But because you don't, you don't have confidence uh, in his leading in your life, you're just having a conviction. That's why you feel like you feel. I'm talking to somebody right now. You don't like it. You hate it. But I'm just going to retire. I got two more years. Well, what, what makes you think that company is going to be around in two more years? years amen so how does faith work go to james chapter 2 quickly james chapter 2 james chapter 2 and we're gonna look at verse 19 how does faith work how does this conviction and confidence in in the truth how does it work james chapter 2 verse 19 it says now you believe that there is one god you do well he says but the devils also believe and tremble he says, you know, it's not just enough to believe. Now, if you want to write down the definition of the word believe, it means to, uh, to believe that in your mind that something is true, something is right. All right. He says, you believe that, you know, there's God, the devils believe and tremble too. But will you, O vain man, that faith, know that faith without works is what? Dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he was offered up Isaac, his son, upon the altar? See thou how faith works with, how faith works, same word, faith wrought with his works. And by works was his faith made perfect. Watch this now. You see then, I'm now in verse 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also. Not, watch this, Rahab, who was a harlot, we call that a prostitute in these days, she was justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, read it with me, so faith without works is dead. Now, the word works, we're familiar with it. The word works, when you look that up, it means acts, deeds, and labor. So what he's saying here is faith, if it doesn't have acts, deeds, works, and labor, if it doesn't have those things, it is dead. Now the word dead means barren, and the word barren means fruitless. It means idle. It means, watch this, unemployed. Some of us have some unemployed faith. It's unemployed. It doesn't have a job. You're not giving it anything to do. It means unemployed, and then it means unprofitable. So watch this now. If faith, which means confidence and conviction of the truth, if, 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 if it doesn't have works, it's dead. Watch this now. Watch this. I'm going to put faith over here. Faith is over here. If it does not have works over here, what did it say? It's dead. So I have to put the conviction and my confidence in, in God's word, I have to put some action behind it. And here's the problem. Go to Mark chapter, chapter 2. Go to Mark chapter 2. Go to Mark chapter 2. Here's the problem. Most believers, don't, they don't put action with what their conviction are, is. They just, they just stay, stay over here and they look over there. Oh, then watch this now. I'm going to show you something different too. If faith without works is what? Then works without faith must be dead too. That means you can do the works, 
But if you don't have confidence that what you're doing is going to trigger your faith to work, it won't work either. Say, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Go to Mark chapter chapter 2. Watch this now. And again, Jesus entered into Capernaum. And after some days, it was noised abroad that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they came to him, bringing one sick of the palsy, watch this, which born of four. And when they could not come close to him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. I would have hated to be, that to be my house. They're going to take the roof off of my house? They took the roof off of the house. They broke it up. They let down the bed where the sick of the palsy was. And when Jesus, what's the next word? He what? He saw their faith. So guess what? If you say you are having faith for something, somebody ought to be able to see something. If there are no actions or works behind what you say you're having faith for, you're not just having faith. You're just having a conviction. He says here, he saw their faith. So we can say that faith works by acting on the word. Can we say that? Now, here is why faith does not work for most believers. They either have confidence and conviction of the word, which is faith, or they either do some works without firm confidence or conviction, or, watch this now, on my left side, we have faith, On my right side, we have works. But why is it that there's still a gap for some people? Because see, some people say, well, I have faith, Pastor. And I'm doing the works over here. I'm serving the Lord. But I still don't see nothing. You know why? Because the bridge between your faith and works is called believing. And if you don't, now believe it's in the middle. He's the bridge between your faith and your works. And so if you don't see manifestation, I guarantee you, your major problem is you're not believing. You say, well, pastor, what in the world is believing? I'm glad you asked me. We're going to cover this script. Go to Mark 11 as we close. Go to Mark chapter 11. What is believing? Because believing is the bridge between my faith and my works. And I guarantee you, if you're looking at an area of your life right now that you don't see manifestation in, I can almost bet you this middle piece believing you're not doing. You know, the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophet, so shall you prosper. And, and uh, one of our members came and he was telling me about this new house him and his wife wanted. But his house is just up for sale. They just put it up. And they passed by this house and he was like, Pastor, you know, I didn't even, the house wasn't on MLS. In other words, they couldn't see it in the system. But it was a sign in the yard. And he, they passed the house. They liked the house. His wife liked the house. And uh, they met the, per- the people at the house. And the people was like, hey, you know, we just waiting. We're not in a hurry. We just want to see, uh, you know, who the Lord really wants to have this house. So he told me, I was like, no, go tell them, look, I will give you a deposit and you keep that deposit until my house sell. And then when my house sell, I'll buy the house from you. He was like, you, you want me to do that? Yeah. What, are they gonna, what, the, what is the worst thing they can say? No. 
But favor is triggered through your asking. So he went back. They went back to the owners and said, look, tell you what. We'll give you a deposit of first month's rent. Will you hold that for us until our house sells? They said, yes, we will. Now, his faith, if he'd have just been saying, well, I don't know. Well, Pastor, I don't know. That sounds risky. What if she just look at me like, what are you going to do? I'm not going to hold no house that long. What if it takes six months? They said they will hold the house until his house sells. He had a conviction. He had a confidence. But he also had to have some works which to go and do it. But his believing, which is what I'm about to show you. Look at Mark chapter 11. Watch this now. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I'm in verse 22. He says, have faith, have confidence, and have conviction of the truth. He said, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what class? Come on class. Now he started out by saying, you got to first have faith and confidence in God. He said, but in addition to that, you must believe that those things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatever you said. So you say, well, pastor, what in the world is believing? The word believing means to think to be true. But this is how you know that if you're believing. The word believing means to think to be true. So how do you know if you really think something to be true? Watch this. Look at the verse again. Notice he says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Watch this. Those things which he said shall come to pass. You know when you're believing if you're saying something. I'm going to say that again. You will know if you are believing. Because notice he says here, But shall believe that those things which he said. So how do you know if you're believing? If you are saying something that, watch this, because remember, believing is the bridge from faith to works. So while I'm in between the bridge, I'm confessing the promise. Father, I thank you. You said you work all things together for my good. I thank you that you said I'm the head and not the tail. Thank you, Lord. That you are making, you say, well, Pastor, I don't believe that. I know you don't. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Go to 2 Corinthians 4, as this is my last verse. 2 Corinthians 4. See, some of y'all think you're believing, you're not. You know why? Because your mouth is closed. Watch this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look in verse 13. It says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, and therefore have I what? Come on, class. He said, you know what? I have the spirit of faith. And because I have the spirit of faith, he says, as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. So you can know if you're believing, if you are speaking something between faith and works. Are y'all with me? And the problem is we're saying nothing. We want our marriage to get better. And we might be doing what our husband or wife wants us to do. We have the works and we have the faith. But there is no believing. And believing is just saying what the word says about what you want. Father, I thank you that my wife, her breasts satisfy me at all times. 
I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna walk the bridge. If your kids acting up, how do you know you have believing for your kids? Because you're, you're not looking at how they're acting. You're saying, Father, I thank you that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I thank you, Father, that children are an inheritance to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that my children walk upright. They're serving you. You gotta say something. Let me show you what we're doing. Show you what you're doing. Here's faith over here. Oh, Lord, I believe I have conviction and confidence in the truth. And you walk in, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I mean, we're walking toward works now. You're going to work every day. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Boy, I tell you what, God. I tell you, my money ain't going to never get right. It's always funny. I tell you, I'll never make it to the end of payday. See, you know what? That's what you're believing. So here's the equation. Faith plus believing and works equals the promise. Are you all with me? So now, here's my question. What are you not believing for, or what are you believing for that you're not saying nothing about or doing nothing about? Because if you, if you really say, you know what, I'm talking to somebody right now. You want to have another kid? I'm talking to somebody right now. You want to have another kid? And y'all practicing like I'll get out. Y'all practicing. I give you credit. Praise the Lord. Keep practicing. I love practice. You have no believing. You're not saying anything. And when I say say something, I mean open your mouth and say it out loud. You don't have to know where your mate's coming from for God to send you one. See, in fact, faith works when, you, when God has spoken. See, when God told me I would marry somebody, that, but they wouldn't be from America, it would be proof that I didn't believe what he said if I dated somebody from America. So if you really, if you really believe it, why are you manufacturing your blessing? And let me tell you something about a manufactured blessing. Once you build it, you got to maintain it. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know anybody who wants to be married bad enough to the wrong person. So, we'll stop right there and I hope you got it. Now listen, that right there, just in what I said, some of y'all didn't get it. Because y'all looking like, huh, oh, did, I, did I get it? You need to play this CD over and over, over and over, over and over, over and over. You need to hear every word I say, because let me tell you something. Some of you all, your spirits are spiritually in negative, NSF, non-sufficient faith, because you're not hearing enough of the word so that you can have the conviction and the confidence. That's the purpose of hearing the word. Why? So I can build up my confidence and my conviction so that I can believe my way and do the works and trust God with the increase. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Every head bow and every eye closed.